And right now I want to talk about the fact that we passed that record homeless figure last week, over 11,000 people accessing services. And of course, that's the official figure. We know that the unofficial figure is much bigger, and that includes people who maybe are couch surfing on friend sofas, or at the other end of the spectrum, people sleeping rough on the streets. And in that latter group, there's a huge reliance on soup runs around the country. And our reporter, Josh Crosby, has been visiting one of those soup runs that operates in Dublin. Uh, Josh, a big demand for these services at the moment, I take it. There unfortunately is, Kieran. I've covered a few pieces related to soup runs, food banks, outreach teams, and the numbers using them are certainly not decreasing from what I can see. All in all, there are around 15 different groups operating throughout Dublin. Some are down outside the GPO, others move around, they're mobile, and then you have some which set up on Grafton Street. So last night I went along to the Grafton Street Kitchens, a fully voluntary group. It runs on Wednesday nights. There are other soup runs alternating then on different nights, and some of the volunteers help out on on multiple occasions but Mags who co-founded the Grafton Street Kitchens who we'll hear from shortly says they see at least 200 people every Wednesday when they come into town and they run a well-organised system people wait in line there's a good steady flow and uh, you know at a bar country you might say oh it's four or five deep well the queue last night it was three to four wide and it stretched around the corner off Grafton Street down Chatham Street and one of the volunteers would let such a number of people up to the tables and there would be a range of items, not just food. You have bags of clothes, sleeping bags, toiletries. Look, I'm not giving it much justice here explaining what they provide. So here's a clip of two of the people using the service who I met with last night. First, we'll hear from Andy, who's originally from the UK. He lived here in Ireland for a number of years and then moved back again two years ago. He was working for the past few months, but says he hasn't been paid for that work. So he's now ended up sleeping in his car with his dog, Rex. Covid knocked my industry out and so it also knocked my finances. So you're here now this evening at the Grafton Street Kitchens. What do these soup runs, food banks mean for you? Uh, They are an absolute lifeline. But it's much more than a hot cup of tea or a bowl of soup, isn't it? Just even coming along and talking to people. It's it's being able to meet people and talk to people so you're not on your own all the time. Um, It's quite hard. If you sit on the street, uh, not that I'm begging and I won't beg, but the looks from people, the, the, the amount of people think you're a commodity now that they can just take pictures of and share with their mates, it's unbelievable. Um, I had it the other day where uh, someone walked up, tried giving me some money, and I noticed that their girlfriend was filming it. And we all have a life, don't we? And just on that life, sorry to ask a personal question, but at just the time of year, what are your plans now going forward or where will you be on Christmas Day? I have no idea where I'll be at Christmas Day. And how safe or how secure is it to sleep in the car? Even to afford the fuel to put on the heating and... So I've got no fuel in the car and the battery's dead. It's also been clamped. So over Christmas, don't know where I'll be. I'm an old age pensioner. I have four grandkids, two great grandkids. And this soup run is a help to me. Because I have a council place and I pay rent, pay me gas, pay me SB. And what I get, it's not a worth a lot to live on. No. I'm At the end of the day, you're only left with 20 euros. And w- what would you be doing now if this wasn't here? Or how, how would you... Well, I'd have to sit home twiddling my fingers. And it's not only that I buried my partner. To... Sorry, sorry. There's a social outlet to it as well, that you can come down and talk to um, others. I talk to the people on the soup runs because I'm more genuine than anybody else. 
So they were just two of the people I met with last night, Kieran. And like everyone, they all have a different story, different circumstances to how they ended up needing to use the soup run. But one thing they all have in common is that they were finding it tough to get by. And as you heard there, not everyone is homeless, as in living on the streets. That woman does have a roof over her head. But like many others who use these soup runs and food banks, it relieves one cost or bill that might be starting to stack up. But Kieran, all these supports would not be available without the voluntary efforts and donations. There was one man there from Tempelo barbers who was helping out last night and seeing who needs haircuts and he'll come back then the following week to give the haircuts and also I met with employees of a tech company called Toast who come down every so often and bring ready-made packs of different donations we'll hear from Cara Kelly from that company now in this next clip but first is Carol who's one of the volunteers with Grafton Street Kitchens I got involved about six years ago with another group of lovely women and men. A welcome place was their name. Unfortunately, with COVID, the group kind of broke up a little bit there. But I've carried on with other groups. There's a need for it, so... Yeah, I enjoy it. You enjoy it, but you, all, you it. also feel the need to do oh, it? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, it's just one good thing that you give back to the community, you give back to the people. I mean, we've more homeless people, more Irish homeless people on the streets now than ever before. People read the figures, oh, 11,000, but you're seeing it oh, firsthand here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we're, we're just one of many groups that are out at night. Like, there's a, there's probably about three or four other groups even out tonight. And what are you hearing? Like, what are the main concerns people are bringing to you? Or have you noticed a change in... Winter's always wet clothes, wet socks, wet shoes, wet sleeping bag, wet tents. But the irony of it then, that we're in an area where thousands of euro are being spent and then you have people Us. coming up here... Two, two huge extremes from like coming here I mean it takes it takes a lot of guts to come up to a soup table. Uh, Cara Kelly and I'm Associate Director for Programme Management in Toast. We have a philanthropic branch called Toast.org so how we're here at Grafton Street Kitchens I was walking down Grafton Street one day about a year ago spotted the Grafton Street Kitchen set up and then I looked it up and uh, it just really moved me what they were doing and then we got in touch with Mags and just chatted to her about how we can support her. Just tonight we've delivered 50 packs, kind of care packs for Christmas I for people I can see the need. trolley here behind us, yeah? Yeah. And, and you didn't come alone either, there's a oh. four-person team here. Yeah, the team of four of us tonight. So employees from Toast, they'll just offer up their time to come down and volunteer for the night? Yeah, we just stick up a volunteer opportunity, so they come down, we just finished our day's work and uh, yeah, they'll come down and volunteer for a couple of hours and help the line, help set up. All right, that's Cara and Carol, two of the people who volunteer at one of the many soup runs in Dublin. But Josh, when you mentioned the numbers and the sheer scale of people who are reliant on them, how do they supply all the goods? I mean, is it purely donations? Yes, yeah, so when the organisers finished up last night, they will then start from scratch all over again today. They do get boxes of food from grocery stores, volunteers cook up meals, and they'll go in with other soup runs then when they're purchasing sleeping bags or tents. So other soup runs, food banks around Dublin, they'll all go in together putting in one of their more I met with Mags Gill, who's one of the co-founders of the Grafton Street Kitchens, and Mags couldn't talk highly enough about all the efforts the team puts into making it a success. And when you just see the number of people lining up to fill their stomachs and warm up with a hot cup of tea or soup, I can only imagine that all this volunteering, it does make it worthwhile. But of course, they would love a situation where there was no need for them to be there at all. But this is where we're at. So I asked Mags what she would like to see being done to try and improve the homeless crisis. And they're looking for tents, they don't even ask for tents, they say, have you got a home? Have you got a home for me for tonight? Which is, you know, it's not good in this day and age. Are you noticing any changes then with the people that are coming up to you? Are they younger, older? Are you seeing more families now in the lead up to Christmas? Absolutely more families, yeah. There's loads of kids here, you'll see yourself tonight, there will be. There'll be absolutely loads of kids here tonight. It's not just people that's on the streets here, it's people that actually find it very hard to live. 
People have an image in their heads sometimes of Grafton Street being a shopping district, the high-end stores, but this is completely contrast to that, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. Like, as, like you can see yourself, people shopping out for Christmas, Christmas lights are up, and then down here, it's just people hungry, people tired, they're out sleeping at night, you know. So even the lights go off here tonight, these people are left on their own then. So how do you keep up with the demand then? Is it all donations or is it fundraising or how do you go about? It's all donations, like we have Jerry Doolan, he does uh, uh, donations for sleeping bags, tents, ground mats, like he's absolutely amazing, we call him the legend. What would you like to see being done so, so, so that you don't have to come out here? Oh yeah, I'd like to see hostels opening up, more hostels, proper hostels, so they have their own bedroom, so they're not afraid to share. Yeah, that was uh, Mags Gill there. She's co-founder of the Grafton Street Kitchens uh, Soup Run. We started off hearing, Josh, from some of the service users. I believe you're speaking to some more of them as well. What were they telling you? Well, I met with one woman, Sarah, who's sleeping rough at the moment. Now, she does say there's a flat on the way, so she's overjoyed about that. But the woman said she was sleeping near the GPO at the moment. And one of the reasons for that is that she says there's a regular guard presence, so it felt safer. I met one man who really summed up reasons for not everyone being able to place themselves in a secure position. Liam Whelan told me he's been homeless for years and described what it can be like just for people walking in the shoes of those who cannot put themselves into the workforce. Liam is also fond of poetry and rapping. He recites some of that for me now at the end, but we'll hear now how you can see how his own experience has shaped his writing. First off, he starts off by explaining how the soup runs help him. I am homeless and I'm not blaming the system, even though the system isn't great. But looking down here now, like you can see how busy it is. Mags was yes. saying around 200 people can come by. It is what, necessary. What does it provide for you It is now? necessary. Right, so there's two sides of the divide, right? You have the people here that work for a living and they get up out of bed and they go through the, the hard life of paying bills and paying mortgages and uh, the stress of trying to provide the best for their family, right? Because everyone wants to provide the best. And then you have people on the other divide they probably don't have the motivation they're probably depressed they're probably a drug addict they probably other stuff going on they've damaged emotions damaged lives god knows what they have going on right but they don't have the motivation to get up out of bed and go to work in the morning and they don't have the money to go to a fancy plush restaurant for food but this place provides an awesome you can see, like, sometimes the argument of the workers saying, oh, look at all these people yeah, getting stuff for free. Believe me, it's not for free. It comes with a major lot of suffering and de- loneliness and depression. Realistically, it's not for free. What are your own plans going forward? I'll just take one day at a time, because God knows what tomorrow has in store for me. What would you like I to just, do? What would you like to do? If you, if you, could, just if you had security there, if, if you had a place to call your own... and you could happy, man. I wouldn't be happy. Like, I could have my own place, but, like, I probably, if I owned at Slane Castle, I probably would never spend a day in it. I'd be out, you know what I mean? Like, a, you know, booking the palace, and I'd be here at the Super Bowl. It's just, I love it. And you were saying there that you were handy at football, but some of the yeah. volunteers here have told me um, on the QT that you're a bit of a, a rapper I or a poet. Poetry, I love poetry. Yeah. I love poetry. Do you want to give us a line or two, or what, what are some of your own work? Yeah, I just I suppose I want to be grateful for Brother Luke's, Merton's Key, Focus Ireland, the Mac Ferry, and all the soup runs that can be. But like, imagine a life without rich or poor, a life no one's credit card could ever cure. And all the misery of the past was all a blur. We'd be happy there, that's for sure. And have a happy Christmas, folks. And thanks for the giving, because the more you give, the more we live.
All right. Happy Christmas to Dublin man Liam Whelan as well, sharing his experiences of uh, homelessness with our own reporter, Josh Crosby. Josh, thank you very much uh, for that uh, report.